Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. The city of Sarasota recently changed its official seal, but kept the tagline, May Sarasota Prosper. If ever the tagline were to change, it probably should read, Sarasotans Give Back. Today, we present a wonderful example of giving by two local women who combine their passion for fashion to help the less fortunate in our community. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, where I try to find the most fascinating people doing the most interesting work right here in the greater Sarasota area. You see, I believe it's essential to hear each other's stories to better understand our neighbors and our local culture. So every Tuesday and Thursday, you'll hear from your neighbors who are running businesses, writing books, leading our local government, starting a new project, and impacting our town in positive ways. I'm very pleased to welcome two guests today, Christine Lilly and Tara Tominelli, founders of the nonprofit SRQ Fashions. It's a place where art, fashion, and community become one. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Christine and Tara, how they organize their fashion shows with a cause, their favorite story of a local woman with very little possessions they helped, but who blessed them instead, a special request they have for our listening audience, and much, much more. Thank you so much for stopping by today. It's my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Kristen Lilly, owner of Coral and Reef SRQ Boutique on Siesta Key, where it's a sure thing. And Tara Tominelli has a mobile pink Sebastian Boutique. They are founders of the nonprofit SRQ Fashions, Inc., where art, fashion, and community become one. Kristen and Tara, welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. It's a pleasure to have you both on here. I I feel like I'm getting two for one dibs today. So this is <laughs> this is a lot of fun for me. So I, I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy this as well. So you all have a very interesting relationship that we I want to get into here because even though you both are entrepreneurs and you have successful businesses, what you wanted to get on come on the show for was to really talk about your nonprofit, which is SRQ Fashions Inc. And we're going to get into that a little bit, but I cannot let you get into that until I ask you my favorite question, which is, Kristen, what is one thing that most people don't know about you? Actually, people probably could figure this out because I 
I have moved around a lot, so I know people from all over, but I did go to eight different schools till I graduated. I went to five different colleges, and my husband and I have had about 16-plus addresses. So to say that we've kind of seen the world would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the most highly educated boutique owner I've ever come across. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Well, Tara, what is one thing most people don't know about you? Well, that one thing is going to be that I don't share very often is that I, um, I'm dyslexic and, um, was one of the reasons that I started a school, a Montessori private school 20 years ago, which I just, um, sold in June is because I wanted to, you know, help other students that had learning disabilities and that's, you know, struggled, but I wanted them to know that you can overcome this and you can be an entrepreneur and you can do whatever you want to do. You know, that's interesting. I, I had three daughters uh, myself, and they went to Montessori schools. And I really appreciated that teaching method because all kids aren't wired the same way. And when I was growing up, of course, you were all in rows and you all did the same thing. And it was more like an industrial process. And so, well, that's very cool. A Montessori school. So that's a that's a, a far distance from having a mobile boutique. But uh, you're very talented. then, So that's very Thank cool. Thank you. Well, listen, so um, I want you all to share a little bit about your for-profit background, and then I want to talk about SRQ Fashions. So, Kristen, share a little bit about uh, Coral and Reef on Siesta Key and how you got into that business. It definitely was not something I thought I would ever do or own, um, but I've always loved meeting people. And when I found out that I could uplift people uh, encourage people and have them try new things. Boutique ownership just kind of fell in my lap and fell into a deep passion of mine. Uh, I started not sure if it was going to work out. I started with an $800 investment, um, did mobile boutiquing for quite a while. And um, now I'm in my second store. So it's, it's come a long way, um, but I'm hoping it's got a lot longer to go. You know, I, I would think that is a really tough business to be in. And, um, uh, you know, Tara's going to talk a little bit about that as well. But, but to me, and of course I'm a guy. So, you know, owning a woman's boutique is just, you know, so far removed from me. I couldn't imagine owning one, but it seems to me like that's a tough, <laughs> tough business, particularly down here in this, uh, touristy area. It can be. It can definitely be. And then, of course, uh, Florida often has its challenges with weather. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the whole the whole world had its challenge with the pandemic. So we've definitely, um, as business owners and as nonprofit founders, have had to overcome a lot of obstacles to to keep afloat and to keep thriving. And um, so it's it's been a team effort on on all sides. Oh, that's incredible. I couldn't imagine going through a COVID in a storm uh, and, and worrying about whether I walk down to see whether my store is actually there the next morning. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't envy the uh, last couple of years that you went through. Well, Tara, how did you get into uh, Pink Sebastian Boutique? Well, I've always had a love for fashion since I was a little girl. And I was always, you know, dressing up differently than all my other peers. And, you know, always wanted to design my own clothes. I was always sketching and, you know, watching all the fashion shows. And um, but I decided to go into education 
and kind of play it safe. My whole family is educators here in Sarasota County. And um, after the pandemic, I really got suppressed in education and I was really needing a creative outlet because my school was just becoming this vicious machine and it wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't creative anymore. So one day I just looked at my husband and I said, you know what? I'm going to pivot back to fashion and I'm going to start a boutique, which he thought I was a little crazy, but he always supports my crazy. <laughs> and I self-funded myself, but I had a concept um, of one day owning a mobile fashion truck. I wanted to be mobile And I wanted to travel and I wanted to connect with not just Sarasota, but, you know, the whole state of Florida. And um, I just started a five-year business plan and went for it. That's incredible. You know what I find fascinating about these mobile units today? I mean, you see restaurants. They they were food trucks at one point. And uh, truth be told, I mean, I thought I was a pretty savvy and well-read businessman, but I never really kind of came across that model as a way to begin a business, you kind of start with the mobile unit and it's a, it's a less expensive way to get into a particular market. And if it goes well, then you kind of put down roots into a real retail store. Well, I think when the pandemic hit too, that reassured this business, you know, model that, you know, I don't have to worry about shutting down. I'm not, you know, any kind of plaza. I don't have to worry about so much, you know, the large overhead which with my school, that's all I was doing was trying to keep up with that overhead, pay my employees and things like that. And I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to depend on myself. And when I want to have my business open, I have it open. And I think COVID, you know, we had to pivot and be flexible with our business plans. You know, somebody wants cupcakes, sell cupcakes type of thing. (laughs) Yes. Well, I I really admire both of you to be able to come through that because I've had a couple of guests on the show that took over uh, i'm thinking it's uh oh reef cakes i had reef cakes on and they took over a place where you know the previous restaurant owner didn't make it and so you all are to be commended to be able to navigate all that so but i didn't catch it now are you all native sarasotans native floridans or or where all did you come from originally go ahead Mine's Tara. pretty simple my my dad um lost his job and we were in Colorado Springs where I was born and um, we decided to, you know, move to Florida and kind of have a new start as a family. And so I've been here since 1979. My husband's a native here and we've never looked back. It was the best decision of our life. Well, it's a lovely area. We, we certainly love it here. So um, Kristen, what about you? So born in Alabama, um, Right in Roll Tide territory. I heard that my whole life. Uh, <laughs> then we have also lived in Amish country, Maryland. I've lived in West Virginia, North Carolina, and several cities, Virginia, and right outside of New York City. Being a Southern girl, I did not do well with the cold and snow. Uh, yep. My husband came home from work one day and said, I can work from anywhere. And I just yelled, Florida. And we moved about a month later. So, it's it's been wonderful. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, so let's let's navigate here a little bit towards SRQ fashions because uh, when we spoke before uh, we hit record, that was the main reason you wanted to come on the podcast. We're glad to have you here because it's a philanthropic endeavor that the two of you uh, put together, and I find it interesting because in some regards, you're you're you know 
It's got least pseudo competitors. But what I think is cool about SRQ Fashions from your website, you say that we believe everyone could be a philanthropist. And how are you using your time, talents, or and or treasures in your community? So why do you all believe that um, everyone could be a philanthropist? It's more than just money. I think a lot of us have always thought, well, philanthropy involves donating money. Um, but so much more, if you look at any organization, it's not just money. It's the people who volunteer. It's the people who organize and run it. It's uh, the resources of people with special gifts and talents that offer their services either for free or at a low cost to the organizations. It's such a mixture of of time and talent and resources that really make it a successful community endeavor. And I agree with that. You know, we wanted to have a nonprofit that people didn't feel like they had a, had to donate, you know, a large sum of money to be involved. There's so many different ways that we can collaborate and connect with the community and local business and artists in that way to be, you know, uh, be involved with SRQ fashion. And it's just, you know, it's so fulfilling to be involved in your community and bring such joy to you. But it also showcases your business that you're involved with the community. Well, where did, where did the genesis of the idea come from? Uh, that would have been uh, during the pandemic. I was sitting in my storefront on Siesta Key. Florida had reopened and people were coming down in droves. And as I looked outside, I realized I was going to be okay. My business was going to be okay. But when I reached out to friends in the community who were artists or other small business owners, that was not the reality for them. Um, it started weighing very heavily on my heart that this was doing a lot of, of damage to things that people had spent a lifetime creating. I started reaching out. I, I called uh, a venue and I asked for an entire ballroom space. They asked me for what? And I just said, I don't know. Just want the whole ballroom. We're going to fill it up somehow, <laughs> some way. <laughs> and uh, started calling people to see if they'd get involved. And I got a lot of no's. I won't lie. But I am very tenacious. And next thing I know, this sweet, sweet, petite Italian lady <laughs> walks into my store and with a notepad and says, where do we start? And I'll let Tara take it over from there. I was just thrilled. You know, when uh, Kristen had reached out to me and had this idea because, um, you know, I'm a visionary. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's get a plan. So, you know, I walked in her boutique and I thought, wow, this is cute. Okay. And uh, said, let's meet. How are we going to do this? You know, what's how are we going to tell people about this event? And it just, you know, it just blew up from there. And so many, you know, incredible fashion shows, successful fashion shows, but also the connection and the collaboration with our local artists and businesses was just so fulfilling for me. And to uplift those businesses and, you know, say, hey, we got your back. We're here to support you. This is our tribe. This is our community. This is what we're going to do. What we're going to do. What, what, what I think is it's incredible about this town, and I have interviewed many philanthropic organizations, uh, Sale of Freedom, Spark, Children First, and, and that's what I think is incredible about this town, and I think that's what's appealing about the two of you is, you know, you're not a large organization. You don't have tons of money, 
But what you have done is you've taken a niche there that you felt that you could fill and really through kind of like your, your boutique experience and your boutique talents, share with us, you know, what you have fashion shows with a cause. How do you all put those together and, and get, you know, the runway walkers and, you know, the, you know, I mean, just share with us kind of the, the background of, of some of the shows that you've had and what the results have been. Well, that's kind of a secret formula that we don't share. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Our secret thoughts. Right. It's something that we're that we always are on the pivot because uh, it, it just is something that the community needs. It, it needs us to be there in multiple ways and in different ways. So we don't necessarily have a set agenda or set formula sure. because, again, we we believe in in being flexible to the needs of our community. Um. But what we really hoped to do was benefit the largest amount of community in one event possible. So we decided the best way to help artists and small businesses was to have showcases where they could set up whatever their skill, their talent, their business, their service, their art. And during the fashion show, we would have certain breaks and we would encourage the attendees to go out and Shop local. Um, the pandemic kind of got us in this online world again, but I wanted people to remember we have amazing talent and we have amazing services right here in Sarasota. Indeed. And just kind of get that mindset back on the community. Um, and it just seemed to resonate because, again, this community is just, its I think we all feel it. That's why we love it here. It's just this it's just like a large family. And I think it just, it truly resonated and it's just been something that we've been able to continue onward with. You, you, you have some great clips on your Instagram page and it looks like you all are having a lot of fun. Where do you get your models from? So our models are local uh, business owners mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that's another way to showcase them and show yep. that they're involved in the community. Plus, it's fun. I mean, the fashion shows are so it's one of the things that I love the most about this is putting yes. these fashion shows on and being creative, um, you know, from our DJ to the photo booth to the photographer. All those people are volunteers and volunteering their time um, to do this for the community. And it's just been a fun ride. Well, it, it sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. I will say I went to one fashion show at a local private club here a number of years ago and of course the women had a great time of course a couple of husbands that they recruited they, they were very uncomfortable up there on the stage <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun all around and i could see again from your instagram post that it is a lot of fun and i saw one show where you raised over five thousand dollars yeah yes that was our most recent one so again in in reaching the most community getting the most community uh event out of out of each event is showcasing a different organization and in this case we had a few because of the the hurricane um so we were able to kind of benefit three different organizations all within one night and raised five thousand at that event wow. and then other other donations and other people volunteered with those organizations separately as well wow what's, I, what's been go ahead I was going to say, and one of the things, feedback we always hear about these fashion shows is how much fun and laughter and joy is happening. And that's what, you know, we really want to, to instill. 
Absolutely. I mean, really at its core, I guess you're, you know, you're building community for something, you know, obviously that's a good cause. And I think that that's part of the DNA of this community we live in. And I see that you all are doing your, you know, your piece there. So um, you have to have some favorite stories and there has to be something that's happened or someone that you've been able to help along the way or some comment or something that's come along. Kristen, what is your favorite story to date that has come to you through SRQ Fashions? There's actually a lot, but I want to say the one that means the most to me um, is probably, and I'm sure this is probably one of Tara's top ones too. We have a volunteer uh, who has volunteered at each event uh, and even behind the scenes, all the preparation going into the events, always helping out, who was, just to put it bluntly, devastated by the hurricane, lost home, lost all the possessions, lost everything, uh, and still came to the event and still was a part. And we don't know how she did it, but it was just such an encouragement to us as to why we needed to keep doing what we were doing. And if she could still be committed and bring such joy to the table, despite everything else, we needed to keep doing this for the community. My goodness. I, I'll tell you, you think, um, you know, I, I'm 6'2 and 220 pounds and I lift weights. And trust me, I have a, a nice belly on me, too. But I think I'm really <laughs> strong until I, you run into somebody like that whose mm -hmm. life has kicked their teeth in and where they can still have a smile on their face and, and continue to contribute. Those are the type of people I think they're very special and, and really make this area great. So, well, Tara, what's your, what, you got to have a favorite story too. Well, I think I'm going to elaborate on this one too. This is my favorite story because I was very inspired by her. I mean, through the, from the time we started SRQ. Can Fashion, we name her name? Her name is Shannon. Okay. And um, she is always the first one to be there and the last one to be there with cleanup you know, organizing the showcases, um, the models, helping with the models. And, you know, just, I'm going to cry just <laughs> talking about this, but just to see her smile and mm -hmm. show up and be involved, knowing that she had no home, no car, no clothes, you know, it just was an inspiration that, you know, life goes on and we can, we can still, you know, bring joy to our life, even though we had the, the devastation, but it also was, the support in her SRQ fashion tribe, you know, she knew we had her and we would support her, you know, in any way we could. Well, and I, I, I hear the emotion in your all's voices and whatnot, because you think of this magnificent area that we live in. And you know, of course the internet brings so much ugliness and, mm -hmm. you know, we, we see all the gobbledygook that's going on in Washington and, all the stuff on Wall Street. And then, of course, South County has been devastated by the hurricane and whatnot. And when we come across somebody like that and it just, it, it, they add more to you than what you could ever, mm. you know, give back to them. I, I mean, don't you yes. think that's true? Absolutely. Um, I, I don't think she knows what her story and just who she is, what she's brought to Tara and I. And our vision for moving forward, actually, it's just been very inspiring um, and just something that we realize we've, we've got to keep moving forward and finding what the community needs and reaching those goals for them. 
That's very cool. Go ahead. Yeah. I just think it's, you know, in life, it's just simple. Be a good human being. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) we've kind of screwed that up, you know, down through the centuries. Uh, <laughs> you try to, you try and do, but uh, it is very gratifying, you know, to see so many organizations and and you know this project that you all have, you know, while you're still, you know, you're you're still trying to run, you know, be a part of your family, you know, your wives, your mothers, your your business owners and whatnot, and also trying to balance this as well. I think it's just very gratifying. You know, to see uh, you know the, the piece that you're playing here uh, in Sarasota. So, so any other favorite stories that you have? I have another one. Uh, a a lady that I met at one of our kind of pre-event events to kind of showcase what was coming forward and who we were sponsoring. She just decided on a world to buy tickets at that, so she came to the event. Um, we spoke briefly, and I hadn't talked to her really since the event. And it was a few months later and she came up to me and she said, that really resonated to me with that event. Not only are we continuing to do donations to that organization, but we're now volunteering our time as well. And that to me is, is really the secondary goal is yes, we're here to raise immediate funds for an immediate need, but we hope to create awareness and advocacy for these organizations, because again, they need volunteers, they need funding, not just once, but, you know, continually to keep doing what they're doing within our community. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that highlights this is that we've had young youth involved volunteering Mm -hmm. and walking, you know, the runway model um, show and you know, it just gives them confidence. And I think that, you know, we're inspiring and mentoring the youth that you can, you too can start a 501c3. You can make an impact in the community. And um, so that's, that's been very inspiring for me. So you really feel like you're, you really feel like you're, you're, you're establishing a model or you're, you know, you know, for these kids to follow then. Absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely not the first, you know, nonprofit organization out there. We certainly aren't, but we hope that because of who we are and how we started in life and kind of kind of self-made, self-projected that it does inspire people that don't come from, you know, great wealth or something that there are ways in in many many ways that they can contribute to society, but um, you know, for me, another reason is I have three daughters and I don't want them to ever think that they can just sit, sit on their behinds, basically, and not be a Good part of you. the community. Um, so I have to lead by example. And so I'm doing my best to do that as well. And I hope that one day uh, it will be their choice to continue in it when they're adults. But yeah, I, I think Tara said, you know, our future is our youth. And if any way that we can reach out to them, involve them and inspire them to get involved in the community is is a win-win. It is a win-win. And you guys are setting a wonderful example, I think, for the next generation that's coming on. It, it's funny as you were talking, I was thinking back to, I think it was episode 48. I had a fellow on, named Kyle McCrete, and he, um, he actually is a ninja warrior. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he competed in the uh, in, at the nationals, and and I've given Kyle several shout outs on this show before. But the, the connection is 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 kind of the community that that you all are creating and that he created 
behind that because he's an occupational therapist. He has, um, and he deals with the folks that have uh, had amputations. And actually, he in his store, he had a three-legged dog. He takes this dog That's awesome. to these services, to these uh, hospitals and whatnot, where folks have lost a, a limb. And he uses this, this dog by the name of Trey to really commu- you know, create a community. And, and I actually went to a, a meetup that he had for uh, his, his final that was on TV. And there were veterans and other folks there that, uh, you know, there were yes, a couple of them were on crutches. There were, there were like three or four three-legged dogs there. And we kind of laugh at that, but I'm just like, I was gobsmacked by the fact he could create a community around this. And it seems to me like you guys are on the cusp of doing that as well. I mean, because you, you, know, you think, well, you know, all this is is just like fashion shows, but no, it's much more than that. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. So where are you taking, let me rephrase it this way. What are you all excited about in the coming year in 2023? One need that we have had as an organization and one that we've heard from other nonprofits serving the area is that venues for events are hard to find uh, that are reasonably priced or the right size or space. So we are hoping, uh, we have it on our website now. It's our new mission is SRQ Community. It would be a physical location for us uh, to use for our events and advocacy, as well as allowing use to the public and other organizations. So it would really be a multi-use purpose space. And we know that those are out there in Sarasota. So we are asking everyone to get talking about it. And we know that the right person will come along with either the right space Mm -hmm. or, or an idea that will help. So you're actually putting a shout out right now to say, hey, if you have a place for us to use, get a hold of us. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yes. You know, any any retail spaces that aren't filled, um, you know, any warehouse spaces that are in safe areas. We are we're visionaries. Tara and I can create a space, but we've got to have a space to kind of make home. So we'll make it home if you can just give us the space. (laughs) Charitable oh. real estate. <laughs> that's it. Charitable real estate. Well, that's great. Well, I have, let's see, one contact phone number I have is 941-445-7545. Can you all be reached there? Yes, that'll reach me. And then, of course, you can reach either one of us at our SRQ Fashion Inc. at Gmail. All right. That's great. Well, so what are some other ways that folks can get involved? Volunteer need, opportunities? Do you oh, need models? Yes. Do you need, always. <laughs> always need volunteers. Always need models. We always need sponsors. We are always looking for local businesses that want to partner with us and showcase. Um, we are looking for just about every part of an organization possible because the m- more hands make the work light. And it's just... Yeah, we have it on our website, just different ways that they can get involved, whether it's volunteering their time or if they have a talent such as photography or something that we could have at our events. Um, those are just the type of resources and manpower that we are in need of right now. And just spreading the wor- word yes. about SRQ Fashion and, and the work that we're doing, you know, through social media platforms um, is beneficial to us. It's game changer. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's wonderful. Well, listen, I do appreciate the two of you being on the show, and I will have all the contact info in the show notes, and we'll do our best, again, to promote you on all the social media sites. To my listeners, I always appreciate the fact that you tune in to us when there's so many other places you can go to. But Kristen Lilly and Tara Tominelli, founders of nonprofit SRQ Fashions, thank you for being on the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.